Hello, everybody. I'm Justin. I'm Josh. And this is the Do Life Project. Cheers, buddy. So, Josh, just got back from Vegas. Yeah. How'd it go? How was it? Aggressive. <laughs> I'm well, happy. I'm happy I'm home, dude. What was the uh, what was the coolest thing you did while there? Um, what was the coolest thing? There was there was probably two things that I thought were super cool. Number one was uh, we rented out like this cabana with um, beer pong and and uh, cornhole and stuff Ooh. at a, at a pool party. That's sick. So that was that was a lot of fun. We were there for most of the day. That was fun. And then Friday, which was the day before I left. Um, we went to this pretty sick Italian restaurant called Batista's, which uh, it's like a five, six course meal. You know, it's it's it was like 35 bucks, which was the cheapest thing that I found in Vegas. You know, a bottle of water is like eight dollars. So aggressive. Um, <laughs> but alcohol is free. But alcohol is free, dude. It yeah. Flows. They just keep pumping you full of booze. Um and it was so cool. They they have like um, you get free house wine all night while you're at dinner. So as long as you're sitting there eating, you know they 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 keep bringing out these um, decanters of wine. And I don't know. I feel like this might be a you had to be there story, but I don't know if this is a part of this restaurant or if this happened because there were seven of us there with outgoing personalities. We're sitting at dinner and one guy is at a, an, another table eating dinner with his family. That you don't know. That we that, don't okay. know. And he's like, hey, and he raises his glass. So we're all like, hey, and then the whole room erupts, dude. And they're like, hey, and, and it kept <laughs> happening every like 12 minutes, dude. That's Somebody awesome. would like start it all over again. Um, that was, the, those two things are probably um, the coolest parts. That's really cool. That's like uh, at a wedding when they when they chink the glass. Yeah, dude. Everybody's like, "Hey, let's get and involved." And nobody could answer if it was like a part of the rest. You know, just certain restaurants have certain traditions or things that they do, little little quirks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody nobody could answer if it was like the restaurant or if like it, that was us. That's pretty cool. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I'm going in um, at the very end of October, so. I'll we'll have to stop by and see if uh, anybody, anybody, cheers anybody us. does that. Yeah. yeah, dude. Honestly, regardless, you guys should go there for dinner. Right. The food is phenomenal. Uh, again, comparatively, super affordable. Love it. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Sweet. All right. Yeah, I'm open to any and all suggestions that yeah. you have. I've never been to Vegas, so that's it. That's all I got. That's the only suggestion I have. Perfect. Okay. Good. <laughs> Take up a couple hours Every, of my day. Everything else, stay in your room. <laughs> okay. Good. Good to stay know. Stay in your room. So what are we? Uh, what do we got going on today? We're gonna do a couple uh, beer reviews again and uh, talk about some works of literature. I'm gonna do a sip and read, dude. Yeah, sip and read. They know what that's. They know what that is now. I know. Well, it's getting used to that. It's still kind of a yeah. kind of a crazy thing. I know. Three. I think as of right now, three are published. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk us? Through? So today, Justin brought the beer. I did. Justin brought the literature. I did. I did. I did. So why don't you tell us what we're sipping on first? 
Sure. So the first beer that we have here is Sensei Jim, a Japanese lager by the Mighty Squirrel Brewing Company. So let's see what they have to say. So on the back, it says, bundled in each can are a few of our favorite things. Friendship, sports, entrepreneurship, innovation, and fun. We hope you enjoy Mighty Squirrel and have many mighty moments to celebrate. Cheers. Naveen and Henry. And if Henry is not the name, I apologize. But it looks <laughs> like Henry. Your signature is cool. I think it's Henry. It's definitely Henry. Yeah, all right. So it gives a little bit of a description about the beer and what a sensei is. So we'll go through that too. Sensei means one who has come before in Japanese. We brewed this Japanese lager to celebrate our teachers and to show gratitude for them as they walked on our path before us and paved the way. We walk in the footsteps of giants, and Sensei Jim is one such giant. Jim is our neighbor with his true martial arts academy and has been teaching karate in Waltham and the surrounding community for the last 43 years. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Waltham, Massachusetts? Yeah, I was just about to say. I'm, oh, my God. This is brewed in Waltham, Massachusetts. That's Why do we cool. keep getting local breweries? I don't know. <laughs> and that Dude, was not intentional. I'm going to go check out fucking Sensei Jim's fucking thing. That's pretty dope. All right. So we... Uh, he's been teaching for the last 43 years. Uh, there's a common saying in Okinawa, the birthplace of karate, pronounced, and it's pronounced, ooh, I don't know if I can do this. Don't it, do it. Ichiraba Chodi? Sure. Okay. I'm sorry that I butchered that, but I gave it my best, which means from the moment we met, we became, we become family. And that's how we feel about Jim and the other, other wonderful people we have met since Mighty Squirrel moved to the Waverly Oaks community in 2018. Sensei Jim is a clean, crisp, refreshing lager with a soft hop nose, brewed with large portions of rice to create a light color and body and exquisite dry finish. It's 5.5% alcohol by volume. What do you think? I'm going to let you go first. Hmm. Okay. Um, I actually think this is pretty good. I would give it a 7.4. Okay. Uh, I think it's easy to drink. It's got kind of a, I don't want to say a harsh aftertaste, but it's got a little bit of a, uh, of a zing at the end that I'm not sure I enjoy, but sipping it is, is delightful. I hate it. You hate it. Oh, yeah. This is the first one we've like completely disagreed yeah. on, so this is good. Why do we hate it? Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. And nothing about it tastes good to me. Um, nothing about it tastes good to me. Okay. And, and maybe it's just because I drank 68 beers over the last like three days. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. No, I genuinely, I dislike this. I'm not a big lager guy. Okay. I'm not a big lager guy. And I don't it just doesn't I don't know. It just tastes like uh not good. I, I can't even like put my <laughs> I can't even put my thumb on it, dude. It just doesn't taste great. That's fair. So what what number do we give it? Um Well, actually, let me ask you this first. Is yeah. this the worst beer you've ever had? Is this the worst beer I've ever had? It can't possibly be the worst beer you've ever had. What would be? Uh, no, no, I guess not. It's it's down there though. Okay, 
All right. What's what's the new so merit? I'm gonna give this. Um, maybe if it was colder, maybe if it was in a frosted glass, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. But as it sits now, I'm gonna give this like a three point three. Three point three. Yeah. That's actually higher than I expected you. I was going to say probably like a 2.2, maybe a 2.6. No, because I feel like I can drink the rest of this. Okay. If I couldn't get through one, that would be like a one or two. Okay. That'd be in that ballpark, I feel like. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I yeah. Not, not great. I mean, I'm going to drink it. But not your cup of tea. Yeah, not. Or glass of beer. Or not whatever. my... And it's it, it, it like tastes Japanese. It does. Maybe that's what it is about the end that I'm like, because I have a couple of Japanese whiskeys too, and it's kind of the same deal. It's sort of, sm- yeah, like sort of, and maybe actually, maybe that's what it is. Is I'm like, it's maybe. like, it's like confusing my my brain because it it like smells like whiskey. It smells like Japanese whiskey in a way. Yeah, a little bit. And it tastes like it halfway through, and I'm not digging it. Not digging it. And I like bourbon beer. Yeah. Yeah, again. Some bourbon beers. Maybe, again, maybe it is just the style that. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, actually, that I like, I think, more than the taste is the d- design on the can. Yeah. I actually really like the way, so the can is this really, like, nice red. It's got a black belt wrapped around it and says Sensei Jim and has a couple of um, Chinese Markings, letters. Letters, yeah. Characters. Characters, that's the characters. word I was looking for, thank you. Yeah, because they're, I don't think that they write in individual letters, right? No, no. right. No. So, yeah, I think from a design perspective, visually, yeah, no. this is really cool. Dude, I wanted to love this because the can is so sick. Yeah. I wanted to I wanted to love this, Um, but I don't. But I, but I don't. It's pretty, <laughs> there you go. But I don't. But I don't. Uh, so you also brought the literature today. I did. Why and don't it, you give us uh, an idea of what we're going to be talking about? Sure. So it's a little bit different than the last two that you've heard, where those were books. This is actually a poem, and it's titled Richard Corey by Edwin Arlington Robinson. And I'll read it, and then I don't think Josh has ever heard this before. No, no. I'm, I'm not a big poem person. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so this is his first time hearing it. So we'll talk about kind of his first reaction to it and how this applies to kind of everything we've been talking about in the last few episodes. So again, this is Richard Corey by Edwin Arlington Robinson. Whenever Richard Corey went downtown, we people on the pavement looked at him. He was a gentleman from soul to crown, clean favored and imperially slim. And he was always quietly arrayed and he was always human when he talked. But still he fluttered pulses when he said good morning, and he glittered when he walked. And he was rich, yes, richer than a king, and he admirably schooled in every grace. In fine, we thought that he was everything, to make us wish that we were in his place. So on we worked, and waited for the light, and went without the meat, and cursed the bread. And Richard Corey, one calm summer night, went home and put a bullet through his head. And that's it. And Josh's reaction Fuck, was great, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, unexpected. Wow. Uh, I got goosebumps, actually. Yeah, so this was a poem or a something that hung Fuck, in my dad's dude. office when he had the uh, machine shop. So he he showed it to me, and it's always it's always stuck. So it's always really like it made an impact. 
Fuck, dude. You know what, though? Like, I don't want to go down a super morbid suicide path here, but, like, um, I've had some friends in the military that have, have committed suicide, and it's like, you know, dude, I, I've, I've gotten, I've been, I've been in for 13 going on 14 years. Like I've been through a lot of, we do a lot of briefings on suicide prevention, sexual harassment training, stuff like this. And there's like these signs that they tell you that you should be able to, not that you should be able to see, but that might be present of like, they'll start giving their, it's very stereotypical. They'll start giving their stuff away and they might Mm -hmm. seem, uh, they might stop doing things that they once enjoyed and, and you know, whatever. Dude, all my friends were super happy, seemed, seemed super happy, seemed super successful. Yeah, it's crazy. And what I, what I like about this poem and that what I think we've been talking about in the last few episodes is just that you see what people want you to see about them. If they want to give the perception that everything is perfect and their life is great, they probably will give off that, that image. Yeah. But you have no idea what is going on behind the scenes. You have no concept unless that person brings you in. I feel like, um, you sent me a photo, I think a couple of days ago. Oh yeah. Of, uh, which it's a, for, there's a mirror, there was an apple in front of the mirror and behind, like on the other side of the apple that you couldn't see in the mirror was a bite mark taken out of it. And this sort of correlates to that in my head where it's like perception is not always reality. Yeah. And the quote that goes with that photo, I have it up. It says social media never shows you the whole picture. Perfection is an illusion. Yeah. And I feel like in a day and age where social media is so present, and um, especially for young kids, yeah. for, for young people, um, having that facade of this perfect life is like, nobody's perfect. No. Nothing's perfect. No, and anybody that tells you that it is is lying. I mean, everything everything is work. Everything is is a process. Everything is one foot in front of the other. And the best thing that you can do is just try to be a better person than you were yesterday or better at a thing that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, the competition should always be with with you. It shouldn't be, again, like in the poem, you shouldn't be striving to be Richard. You should strive to be just a better version of yourself. You yeah. shouldn't go around cursing what you have and the things that you do have in your life because somebody may have more than you. Yeah. Again, maybe they do, but at what, at what cost? Yeah. Like yeah. what... What is what are they paying for those things? I'll tell you, dude. I've had some super wealthy friends on the finance side of things, and those are some of the most miserable people I've ever been around in my life. Dude. I believe it. Yeah. Some of the most miserable people I've ever been around. Um, which you know, we we talked about this sort of when we when we were talking about what defines success. Our last episode. Um you know, having that shift away from like money's the, the key. So it's to say it's money, fancy cars, a giant house, you know, what, whatever comes along with that. It's like, at what cost? Yeah. At your sanity. (laughs) Most of the time. At your happiness. Yeah. You know, that's scary stuff, dude. And again, even like comparing, there was a line about how he was imperially slim. It's like, so what? Yeah. Like why why are we 
striving for not for not for that specifically, but like that's that's them. That's not you. Why does it matter that they are that and you are like and you are yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, if you're doing everything you can, and and that's the the asterisk or the caveat that you are putting in work to be a better person, what does it matter? So, um, in uh, in jujitsu, there's sort of this hole that you can fall into that I fell into probably like four months ago, and just got out of it probably like last month, maybe a month and a half ago. Um, and it's it's this all right. So like you start with people, right? Like yep. you're all starting at the same time. Sure. Right. You would think that we're all going to progress at the same speed. Y- yeah. You would think. You would. Th- yes. You th- yes. you think walking in like yes. they're not they they can't be that much more athletic than me, right? Or that much yes. smarter than me, or that much better at problem solving where they're gonna you know, turn around and blow me out of the water or whatever. Yes, totally. Totally Or there might even be people that started just a little bit before you that you're still sort of comparing yourself. You know what I mean? You're, it's sort of this, this horse race. And what happens is when one of them or a few of them get promoted to the next belt level, you're sitting there like, well, what, what, what the fuck? Right. And, and every day and every day is like a success or a failure based on how you did against other people, right? When in reality, the best way to look at it is comparing yourself to three months ago. Right. Right? Like, okay, how good am I compared to the guy that walked in here a year and change ago, right? Comparing yourself to other people is is a waste of time. They have no influence on you. They have no influence on your actions. They have no influence on your life. And here's the deal. Some of those people that I started with that got graded before me or promoted before me, I haven't seen them in the gym in months, dude. Mm. So it's like, it's not that it, uh, my journey is not their journey. Their journey is not my journey. I just think that's so transferable. Oh, totally. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we were actually, I worked out this morning and sitting in the sauna, I was talking to a guy about that. Yeah, how it's like okay, we we just joined a new gym because ours closed, and it's absolutely a madhouse. Yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, but l- let's think about this logically. Everybody's going to start coming in at different times. People are going to drop off. Pe- it's going to change. So I can only control and worry about what I do, and that's that's the end of it. That's certain. So. For for years, I Steve, I had a a lifting partner, yep. and then when he when he moved away or whatever, I never really picked another one up because it was like Steve and I were really good at keeping each other accountable. In the past, when I had one, it'd be like the moment they fell off, mm. I allowed that to dictate me falling off. You know what I mean? And and it's like I just I work out with this kid that I do jujitsu with a couple times a week. Um, just cause I, I like him and he's good, but if he doesn't show up, I'm still, which he, you know, he's never just not shown up, but if he ever did, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still going to the gym, right? you know? So it's like allowing people to have bearing over your life and people, right? Your wife is probably mm-hmm. somebody who you should allow a little bit of yeah, maneuverability, mean. but like 
the guy that's sitting there benching 225 pounds and you can only do 135, you don't know how long he's been lifting. Right. You don't know. You have no idea how much struggle he went through to, to be able to put that up. Right. You can only focus on what you can do and the path that you're on. 100%. And that would even go the other way. Again, you start working out with your buddy and you you and he or she had never worked out before and they can lift double what you can. Sure. Genetics are real. It's just just the fact they're genetically... are real. Yeah. Like, I mean, you and I would not lift the same if we had first started. Even comparatively, like I, I work out a lot with my brother and he and I are physically similar and we're... It's different. It's yeah, always been different. different. Yeah. And again, it's like, so if I were comparing myself to him or he to me, we would be disappointed. And it's super weird because you might, like you're, you know, somebody might outbench you, but you out squat them. Right. Or you out leg press them or, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just different. Yeah. It's just, and, and if you, if you live and die by how you do in each category compared to other people, it just, it's not good mentally, dude. It stunts your growth. You know, you walk in, you're unfocused. One loss rattles you or, you know, whatever. One one bad lift, whatever it is, rattles you and it fucks up the rest of your, your session where if you just focus on, I'm working, I'm working on this thing. I'm working on getting my bench stronger. How do I, I get my bench stronger? Let me start using some resistance bands. Right, so I can I can work on stick. Let me whatever, whatever it may be. Yeah, let me look up how to better position myself. Let me figure out where my feet need to go. Yeah. Like again, you can go so far just on yourself that you won't have time to deal with don't what have anybody time. else's doing. Yeah, exactly. In your opinion, why why do you think that we do that though? Why do you think that we are so caught up in what in not what other people are doing, but being on the same level as other people. Is it just that we need something to strive for? Is it that we're just using it as some type of motivation or is it more of like a culturally, this is how we're taught. Like we need to move up the ladder. I think that it's, it's a little deeper on your last one, right? Okay. So I think that human beings at our core are tribal. Our tribes used to have a hierarchy. We still have a hierarchy. And in some walks, the hierarchy was based off of how strong are you? How fast are you? How, how much meat can you bring home? How good are you at, at fighting? You know, and now the hierarchy is based off of how good looking are you? How slim are you? How successful are you? How big is your house? How big is your bank account? What kind of a car do you drive? So it's very similar in... We are a tribal species. We are a communal species. We've always had a hierarchy. It's just in my mind, the metrics that dictate where you stand in the pecking order change depending on, think about this, depending on who your circle is, right? Because mm. if you have a group of of um, guys that play fucking... Zelda, dude, I don't know. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, right? But Or Dungeons and Dragons, right? Where, like, in my community, the pecking order is based off of, of fighting, right? And that, in that community, the pecking order is based off of how good you are at this video game. Where you fall in that hierarchy is probably going to be best to worst player. That's fair. 
And the and the worst player always wants to be the best player, dude. Very true. Do you think that? Well, this is. There are two questions. The first one is: Do you think that could be a good thing? Because I definitely do, and I can explain why. But my second question is: Do you think that will ever that will ever change? That will ever get out of that that desire to be number one? I think that if you are if you're going to be competing in something, then I think it's it, there's there's a certain fire and drive that comparing yourself to other people can can bring but there's got to be a governor on it because you don't want it to limit your mental ability to go in and and fail right and we've talked mm-hmm. about failure before right you don't want to compare yourself to people so much that failure looks like a bad thing when it's not yeah and that's that was pretty much why i i think it can be a good thing so that I don't think having like a, like a North star, like I, I, that's not the way I want to phrase it. I don't think that having somebody that you look up to and want to emulate is a bad thing. No, no, not at all. But I think where we get caught up is that we are basing our goals and progress on that person. And again, you're only seeing what they want you to see. If your goals are based on you and your performance over the last few days or weeks or whatever, then great, perfect. That's what it should be. When you start bringing in things that are outside of your control, things that are not about you, that's when I think you can become a negative. I totally agree. I think that to have people that you want to emulate and you're striving to, to, to be like because they operate under the set of values and, and moral compass that, that you want to operate or their they have a certain skill set that you want to get. I think it's awesome to have have people that that you want to emulate and you look up to. Again, I think the danger comes in when you're like, I'm never going to be as good as that person. I'm never going to be a, 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 as good at that thing as that person. That's true. When it's not, it's not about being as good as that. Per- like I'm never going to be Michael Jordan, dude. That's never going to happen for me. Right? You even play basketball. No, no, I'm terrible at it. I'm so bad at it, dude. And I'm sure that if I cared about it and I wanted to get better at it, I could get better, but I'm never going to get good enough to be in the NBA. Right. That's not going to, it's not in the cards for me. No, I right? mean, I feel like we're a little old now too, but. Yeah, it, it, it was never in the cards, dude. It was never in the cards. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not built for it. That's not what I'm built for. Um, And then second question was, Will we ever... I think we'll ever get out of that comparing ourselves to other people. No. I don't either. No. No, I don't think... I mean, not definitely not in our lifetime. I Honestly, I think it's only going to get worse. I do too, yeah. actually. I think yeah. that with technology and everything, I mean, we're, we have access to everything now. And we could use it for good, but I feel like it's and just going to bring us further down the path. Some human beings, most human beings have a touch of this, but some human beings have it very bad, which is envy, dude. Yeah. Like it is never good enough. What you have and how good you are at something is is never good enough. And that's like I don't know how you enjoy life like that. I don't either cuz I it be I feel like it'd just be constant stress. It'd be constant work. It's constant, constant negativity. Dude. Yeah, just like, why did I not do this? Why did I not do that? Why am I not be- Fuck, I can't, I can't deal with that. No, dude. No. So it's like, 
I don't I don't think so just because again social media is so prevalent and that is like like if you're the the girl who's sitting there and you don't think that you're that pretty and maybe you're not in shape and you're sitting there and you're seeing like whatever some girl from high school that's got 37 filters on and is at a beach and is in a bikini and she has 15,000 likes on her photo I can understand how you'd be like man I'd want to be that person Oh, like, definitely. I, 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 uh, fuck me. But it's like, you don't know. That girl may come from a broken home, and, and her looks is the only thing that she has. Yeah. Oh, I totally totally agree. Again, I think it just goes back to you never see the whole picture. No. And I and again, I mean, I, and I do it myself. I mean, I definitely can get caught up and be like, well, what the fuck? 100%. What the dude. fuck? And, and 100%. It's got to take a step back. 100%. And I just want to, I just want to read the end of... Richard Corey again, because I, I think that it just kind of, again, speaks to what, what we're talking about. So on we worked and waited for the light and went without the meat and cursed the bread. And Richard Corey, one calm summer night, went home and put a bullet through his head. Cursed without the meat and cursed the bread. Yeah, we went without meat and cursed the bread. But they had bread. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, and that's what and that's what I found so interesting about this story is that they it wasn't that they were completely without they just didn't have what he had didn't have what he had yeah or they thought they didn't have what he had yeah and it it didn't really work out for richie well some things are intrinsically more valuable than others true 100 percent. yeah i don't i mean you couldn't put a price on like my happiness and, and not just being calm my being relaxed being at peace like I also, I, I wonder if that's harder for people to grasp that have never gone through like real dark times. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Like to, to never see the other side of like being depressed. Oh, yes, definitely. To I like think, appreciate happiness. I, I just don't, I don't know if it's. I think it's, so I think it's different. I think you can, I think it's two different types of appreciation. I mean, I think you can understand the the difference but i mean when you go from not wanting to get out physically not wanting to get out of bed yeah to eat or shower or even brush your teeth yeah to functioning like that that is difficult to explain that feeling unless you've experienced it yeah um and the the amount of value yeah on like being happy yeah like yeah. It, it, it really it really shifts everything into perspective yeah and you think that your job that you work your fingers to the bone is is the most important thing or that these bills are going to you know they're going to come knocking down the door and and maybe they will but yeah. again it, it's not worth putting yourself through that literal hell and the and the value that you find when you turn it around and again want to function and you're happy with what you have there's yeah there's no there's no there's there, I, there's just nothing more valuable than that no yeah, it's 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 hard it's hard to articulate how yeah. you can com- compare those two things. Yeah, I um I I I remember like throughout my my career being at certain points and just being like I'm not where I'm like I'm I'm not happy with where I am. I need to I need to climb higher faster. And like we talked about this, it wasn't until like over the last couple of years I think back and I'm like, dude, if I told if I told 13-year-old Josh that I was a VP 
of a Fortune 500 company, he'd be like, "What, dude? <laughs> what do you, you, what do you mean? I'm, I'm, I'm fucking eating ramen noodles and and the electricity is getting shut off. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have hot water. What do you mean you're a VP of a, of a, of a, of a company? You know? So it's like sometimes you got to sit back and gauge how far you've actually come. Even if it's only, I couldn't get out of bed yesterday and I get out of bed today. Like that's leaps and bounds above staying in bed. Yeah. hundred percent. And there's actually another poem that I was back and forth on whether or not I wanted to bring today, but we got some extra time and it fits really nicely with kind of where we're talking now. And it's called let it enfold you by Charles Bukowski. This is a law. This is long. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I encourage you to go read it. I think it's really good. Um, but it's all about letting life kind of happen. And the first line of it is either peace or happiness, let it enfold you. And he goes on to talk about how, when he was young, he, he really didn't have much in the way of positive feelings. Uh, he really just was not a happy person. He drank a lot, smoked a lot, got into a lot of fights, used women, like he went to jail, all these things. And because he thought that was kind of like how it was. And then the more he realized that like, man, maybe happiness isn't like a weakness. Maybe it's, maybe it's all, maybe it's all right. Maybe it's not too bad. Yeah. And he goes through and he's in. And as you read through the poem, he starts to kind of like turn around and see these things that are, oh, maybe this moment is enough. Mm. Maybe this moment of happiness is good. Yeah, we're going to go back to the drinking and the fighting. But right now, I'm just going to let this moment happen. Yeah, I'm just going to be here for it. I'm going to let let the emotions kind of take over. And by the end of the poem, it ends like this. I entered the world once more. Drove down the hill past the houses, full and empty of people. I saw the mailman, honked. He waved back at me. And it ends. And this is him kind of coming to the realization that that short interaction is nice. Makes yeah. me feel good. So why are we gonna look why are we gonna look for other things? In my life at this moment, mailman waving to me made me feel good. Yeah. That's good enough for now. And I'm going to let it enfold me. Yeah. And just enjoy the moment. Yeah. I think that, I think that that's, that's important to, to take a moment and, and reflect and enjoy those. I, I was always somebody that was like trying to get to the next thing, trying to get to the next thing, trying to get to the next thing. Like, even if it was something fun, even if it like hiking, even if it like, I'm just like, I just want to get to the summit. I just want to, it's like, wait a minute, dude. It was beautiful. I do it a lot with my, like my daily tasks. Like I'll be at home and it's like, okay, I got to do the dishes. I got to get my son's clothes ready for bed. I got to move the lawn. I got to do all this stuff. And amongst me being so quick to like try to get all these things done in some time frame that I have completely created. Yeah. I'm missing out on all those little moments, all those little things that if you just take a step back, it's like, ah, oh, this is, this is nice. Yeah. And I think that being able to do that, can keep us from, or at least, at least it keeps me from going down the path of well, why does this person not have to deal with this? Why does, why does this or that? Like I, I, I don't get stuck in that rut. Yeah. That, um, that, that envy is not the right word, but that, 
that game of like, man, if only I had a little bit more, I wouldn't have to do this. Yeah. Or I wouldn't have to deal with this completely inconsequential thing. And I could be on to the next thing. This would be off my list and I would never need to worry about it again. Yeah. And it's not true. It's not true at all. No. No, it's not true at all. And then it's also like if you really sit back and think and let's take like doing the dishes, right? I'm sure like when uh, when your son first came, it was a bunch of bottles and probably way more dishes than you guys were used to. Yes. Super frustrating or stressful or annoying to have to clean all that shit. Yes. But, you know, if you took a step back, as somebody who you and your wife worked so hard to have a baby. Oh, yeah. You're like, thank God there's 187 fucking baby bottles yes. in this sink right now, dude. Yeah. I'm glad the house is a mess. I'm glad the house is a fucking mess. I'm glad there's toys everywhere. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that I have to pick up his clothes. I'm good. Yeah. Cool, because it'd be worse without it. Oh, a thousand percent. So I think it's also sometimes taking a step back and enjoying the chaos that life can bring as well. Oh, totally. And again, and it's in those like unplanned helter-skelter things that are that are the best. Helter-skelter? Yeah. What's What do you mean? Like, just crazy. Oh, <laughs> What do you mean? I don't know. I was like, uh, what does that mean? I don't oh. know. Yeah, it just means every all over the place. Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't sure if it was like a manifesto or... Oh, no. Oh, okay. All right. All right, sorry. No, no. Hey, you know what? Don't be sorry. Hey. I'm actually glad that I used the word, word or saying that you didn't understand because I yeah. feel like the first few episodes, <laughs> you've just <laughs> pulled out the Webster and been like, hey, this... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Fucking show off. Feel kind of dumb. You're but. Like, God, I wish I wish I had a vocabulary like Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He goes home and just thinks about it all night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and but I do nothing to better myself. I just am annoyed that you read the dictionary, yeah, dude. Just annoyed at Josh's vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. Uh, Hell yeah. But I I think that overall, with again, with both poems, that it's just important to be in the moment and understand kind of where you're at. And will people have more than you? Yep. But people have less than you, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, they do. There's a bunch of people who would kill for your fucking nine to five job. Yeah. For sure. And think, for about, sure. think of all the people that are like, are incurably sick. Yeah, and we have a thousand wishes. They only got one. Yeah, dude. And it, and I think if we can, again, kind of pull ourselves back into those kind of, not reassuring thoughts, because that's not what I mean, but like a realistic thought. A real, Yeah, yeah, like, like an actual fucking gauge of, dude, I think about that when I'm running. Mm. When I'm like four or five miles in and I'm, and I'm tired and like my legs hurt and shit, not every time, but every once in a while I'll be like, at least I got both my fucking legs, dude. Like, at least I can. At least I'm not. At least that's probably not a great way to say it. But like, I get to run. You're not. I'm not in a wheelchair. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, you know, like, I get to do this. Let's. Because if I couldn't, I would be so depressed. Yeah, I mean, I think about that with being able to like play guitar, or go lift, or anything like that. And again, that's that's reality for for a lot of people. I also think that there's a point where you can go too extreme with like go with the flow. Oh, of course. So <laughs> yeah, we're not saying to 
smoke a peace pipe and sit back and fucking let the world implode on you. No, that's not the best. I mean, if you, if you need to unwind, hey, yeah. no, no judgment here. Do but, your thing, man. Yeah, I mean, you, do, you don't want to become so hands-off. That, there should be goals yeah. and things that you're trying to achieve and things that you're striving for and things that you're trying to get better at. But in those steps towards achieving those things, smell the roses every once in a while. Yeah, and it can be that simple. Just take a moment. I, I Do you want to get into the second beer? Because I'm so done with Sensei Jim, dude. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's I'm, great. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Um, he, he just tastes bad. <laughs> he tastes so bad, dude. He needs to shower. <laughs> <laughs> Sit in that fucking kimono a little too long. Dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, can, I can keep going, dude. <laughs> I think he has staph infection. All right. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Sorry. 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 All right. So our second beer brewed by Lord Hobo coming in at 5.5% alcohol volume per pint is 617 lager. <sighs> Lord Hobo doesn't have anything interesting written on their bottles and I did not get a six pack. So all I can tell you is that it was brewed in Woburn, Mass. And uh, the bottle, the can, excuse me, is it's like a mac and cheese color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's pretty. That's pretty accurate. I was wondering. You know, I think it might actually be the Boston Bruins. I was going to say, I think it's actually scheme. the Bruins gold. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, mac and cheese. I guess. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's, let's see how she goes. It's another lager, and Josh is not thrilled. Oh, this one's better. Way better, wow. dude. Wow. Fucking way better, oh, dude. Oh, boy. All right. Another, another, <clears throat> sip, another sippy sip. Yeah, that is day and night, dude. Oh, I definitely rank this an 8.56. No, I can't do 8.5. 8.6. Don't want to do no rookie rookie score. <laughs> Walk me, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 8.6, dude. You came out. That was fast. Yeah, so, and, and I can explain it. So, first of all, I do like the mac and cheese color can. Second, it's easy to drink. I don't think it's got that weird kind of afterbite to it. Um, it tastes relatively thin, simple yeah. to drink. I can see myself sitting around a fire just throwing them back. I could definitely have more than three. You could have more than three of these. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can probably have more than six. Don't say that on air. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> No, definitely say that on the air. Mm-hmm. Keep this whole thing in. Oh, I'm going to. We should do one yeah. where we just get like lit. Just trashed? Yeah. <laughs> we could fucking, we could <laughs> totally do that, dude. That'd be pretty funny. Actually, you know, you know which one I think would be fun if, if we did that? What's up? Um, My buddy Jay, who does jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah, he can tie it on. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I think, I think that would be, that would be a, f- uh, if we do it. If we do it after the competition, I think that would be a fun one. Love it. That'd hey, be a fun one. Hey, let's tell people about the competition. So what are you talking about with the competition? Well, I have my first jiu-jitsu competition on September 24th, uh, Jiu-Jitsu World League. And then I sort of, I think I, I might have fucked up, but I'm not. I was on like, I was, <clears throat> let me just tell you. Please so do. September 24th is Jiu-Jitsu World League. 
And then Saturday, October 1st is American Grappling Series, which is only a week later. Okay. Not a lot of time. I don't. And then I think our in-house competition is October 2nd. Oh, you're just back to back to back. Yeah, dude. And then October 22nd, I have another competition. And then November 20th, I have another one. Holy crap. And October 22nd, I'm in four different divisions. I'm going to have like 16 matches. Holy crap. I'll be in Vegas. You'll be in Vegas for that one? Yes. That sucks. Yes. We'll figure that out. We'll figure, yeah, that we'll out, figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, so um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I had my first sort of like competition session this morning. Um, just like we were talking before we before we hopped on. It's just like... It's a different, it's a different pace. It's a different pace of, of, you know, when you're in the gym and you're training with your buddies, especially for me as a white belt, like these dudes are not going a hundred fucking percent on me. Right. You know what I mean? They're, they're letting me work a bit and, and, you know, they're sort of talking me through things as I need it. Like uh, you walk on a mat on a competition. No talking. It is a hundred fucking percent. You know what I mean? As it should be. Oh yeah. As it should be. And adrenaline's gonna be high, emotions will be high. So I think it'll be I think it'll be a really, really good experience. I am going in with no expectations. Uh at least for the first one is no expectations. I wanna see like how to, how do I, you know, what's what's a good um regiment for before the match, what should I be doing in between matches? And so I gotta sort of work that stuff out before I start you know, setting my sights on like podiums and and winning, Got you. but that is the goal. Like, well, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah, that is the goal. And you got a lot of people too that you can lean on and be like, "Hey, what? Yeah. What do you do? How can I incorporate? Kind of, what do you think would be best?" So, yeah, yeah, because a lot of the guys at my gym have competed in the past. We don't have like a big, um, competitor culture at the gym right now. I was going to ask you that. I mean, I know that you you just kind of went through your list of comps that you're signed up for i was wondering if at the gym it was a very and i'm going to say competitive and it should i mean even when you're training i'm sure it's competitive yeah a little bit but i meant like i mean in the sense of like do you guys all compete in competitions you know every weekend no 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 um there is like like uh there's a couple dudes at the gym like um like adrian just won I feel like grappling like pro series or something like that. And he's like going to ADCC and, and which is a big one. That's the, you know, ADCC and IBJJF are like the two big ones. Um, but no, no, not really. There's not really a big, and what I'm hoping is like, I, I started, I, I signed up for these competitions and I've been sort of talking about it and the higher belts have all been sort of giving me pointers and, and then they started talking about like, man, we should really start like putting together a competition team again because they used to. Uh, they they okay. used to roll up like fifteen people deep. They you know they said I wasn't there. That's pretty dope. Um, I was like, dude, that'd be so cool. Like you go there with fucking ten, fifteen of your friends, and like you're just competing all day. That's so much fun, dude. And it's like even if you don't win, but your buddy places like that's so awesome dude it's that whole camaraderie thing yeah yeah exactly so i'm hoping um i know that my one of the one of the guys at the gym he cuts my hair billy um he's talking about next billy year. the barber billy the barber in cranston cranston i might have fucked that up yeah, it's somewhere fine. it's fine. um 
Billy cuts hair. Uh, Billy cuts hair. He's pretty good at it. Um, I know he said that he wanted to compete like three or four times next year. But it's like, it's just sort of sporadic. The other thing I'm hoping is that the in-house tournament that we're going to have is going to sort of spark an interest in in competing. Hell yeah. I'm excited to go. Excited I, to I think it's going to be a blast, dude. And at the bare minimum, it's like, it's going to expose the weaknesses in my game, which is all that I really want from this first and like second one. I think it's a good way to go into it, right? Yeah. Like, again, I mean, I would love to win. The odds of that are not super high. So what can I take away from it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The odds of that, it being my first one, I had, this is why I, I liked dropping into, to those schools so much. Like I, mm. I dropped into one in Vermont. I dropped into another one over here last Monday. Um, and it was nice because I don't know how their style is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like the dudes at my gym, I sort of know the game that they play for the most part. Not to say that I can do anything about it, but it's just sort of the same role. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. the same It's the same fight um, over and over and over again until I figure out how to stop it, where going into these new gyms, I have no idea. You know, Do they play butterfly guard? Do they play open guard? Do they play half guard? Are they looking for underhooks? Like, what's, it's all brand new. It's all different. Yeah, and like the systems that they're using and the decision matrix that they're using is just, it's different. I don't know it. It's foreign to me. Right. So I think that that's been, I think I'm going to keep doing that leading up to the competition. I'm going to keep working. Jay has been a fucking massive help dude in, in my game and like the, the <laughs> leaps and bounds, leaps and bounds in my game. I've been working with him every, every session he's there, probably the last like three or four months, I think. Um, and it's made such a huge improvement. Hell yeah. Such a huge improvement. Like I was telling you, one of the guys that came in, I hadn't seen him in a couple months, Dylan. I like Dylan a lot. He was just like, what the fuck is going on, <laughs> dude? What is happening? You know what I mean? So it, it's, again, and that comes back to like comparing yourself to yourself from a few months ago, you know? Or, or like, dude, I would Fuck up, Josh, that walked in that gym a year ago. I Fuck would, him up. I would beat the brakes off of that dude. And that's it. That's all I have to say about that. So so you did like a, what, a, a, an 8,000? What did you do? Yeah, what did you rate this? 8,006. Okay. Or an 8.6. Or uh, What about you? How do you feel about Lord Hobo 617 Lager? It's better than Sensei Jim. Well, Sensei Jim, you were like racking your brain to find a beer you liked less than. So, <laughs> and honestly, I think the only beer that I like less than Sensei Jim is Heineken. Not like Natty Ice or anything like that. God, I'll fucking crush some Natty Ice, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, some Coors Light, Coors some Light, Bud Lights, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, anybody who thinks Bud, Bud Light Water. sucks, dude, fuck out of here. I like Bud Light, dude. It's amazing. You don't I- get a hangover. You can drink forty-five of them. Oh man, how many did we drink at your uh, bachelor oh my uh, the God, night before dude. your wedding? A lot. Uh, two thirty racks. Yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> two thirty racks, dude. We had homeboys show up to Gusto's with fucking two yes, thirty. Yes, that's right. Remember that when yeah. he picked us up? 
That was awesome. And he's like, $80. I was like, what's that for? My bar tab? He's like, no, dude, the fucking 230 racks yeah. that he had me get. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, no, it probably wasn't $80. That's an exaggeration. It was probably like 50 bucks. Yeah, it's still, I mean. Yeah, whatever. doesn't matter. Uh, what am I going to get? Lord this? Hobo 617 Lager. I was told that my Boston accent sucks, so that will be who the end of that. that. that? Doesn't matter. Doesn't that, matter. That's the end. Okay. Oh, you don't want to give him another shout out? Nah, fuck Derek. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what? Do, uh, I want to be fear here. Um, Let your heart decide, Josh. I, 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 I could probably only have like two or three of these. Okay. Um. But it's it's not bad. It's good. So like uh probably a seven point one. Seven point one. Yeah. So really a seven, but you just don't want to have a rookie score. So point one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well that's how this works here on the Do Life Project. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's our rules. Yeah, fuck it. We do whatever we want. Hell yeah. So I think that's it for today, guys. Um, if you enjoyed the sip and read, if you enjoyed Richard Corey, if you enjoyed Let It Enfold You, let us know. If you fucking hated it, let us know that too. I did. I got a text the other day. You are an asshole. Yes. And I was like, yeah, no, fair enough, dude. Yep. Yeah. Not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> Not, but so are you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But hey, if uh, you would like to follow me, Justin, on the social media platform of Instagram, you can find me at Justin underscore DL project. And if you would like to find Joshua, I am at Joshua underscore does underscore life on Instagram. And if you want to follow the podcast so you know um, what's going on. Right, because I think we're gonna have some fun stuff coming up. Yeah. Um, we are at the Do Life Project on on Instagram as well. Also, uh, Justin and I have figured out what our drop schedule is gonna be. Yes, right. Yes. We're gonna be dropping twice a week, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. Yes, sir. So be on the lookout for new episodes coming your way. Hell yeah! And. Uh Hope you enjoy your day or your night or whatever the fuck you're doing. Probably your day at work because you're probably listening to this in the car on your drive to work. That's fair. So hope your work day doesn't suck. And uh, yeah, have a magical life. Bye. Bye.